Welcome to Discover Energy Work. And today I have Sonia Lee, which is very exciting. Um, we've, I'm Richard Wiggs, as I always forget to, to say. Um, I met Sonia on Clubhouse and we were in a room and I just thought, I think this is a person I'd really like to have on Discover Energy Work because Sonia's got a story and I don't know what it is, which is always for me so interesting to like have this, um, I say like, uh, surprise box, you know, like um, the Germans call it a Wundertüte, like a, a wonder bag where you're like, I don't know what's in it. What well, I'm going to see what's in there. Um, so welcome, Sonia. I would I would like to introduce you, but I don't know enough about you to maybe do an in introduction that does you justice. You know, I'm sure it'll come out during the podcast interview. I'm really good at introducing myself. And if this is my cue, I'm more than happy to start yeah, right now. Go for it. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me here on your podcast, Richard. I really appreciate you reaching out. And it was serendipitous that we met in Clubhouse uh, in one of these energy manifestation. Maybe it was an alien room. I have no idea. But there are so many different topics. And this is, these are all topics that I'm passionate about. Yeah. So what I do right now is I actually do corporate consulting and training, but I also stepped into spirituality and adding a new layer of uh, experience to my work really intensifies and deepens what I'm able to do with businesses, with CEOs, especially when inspiring leadership from the top down. Right. So everything that I do is in alignment. So before I get into what I do with my spiritual work, I'd like to briefly introduce myself and maybe share with your audience um, how I came into what I'm doing today. That, that's what we're about. I'm, I'm interested. So if it's okay, I'm more, I'm quite likely to sort of uh, interrupt you to get more details of your story. So just great, great. So um, born and raised in Toronto. I'm a Canadian here living in uh, Southern California right now. And I have some roots in Hong Kong where my grandmother ran a temple and did um, a very unique type of divination. I come from two or three generations of healers, but I never truly stepped into my gift until the last couple of years. I have a very unique upbringing in that I did live in a monastery growing up in my formative years. And it was in California growing up with monks and nuns was just part of my norm. And if you can imagine, I was praying, meditating, going to school, but we lived in an area where energy was prevalent. And when I say energy, we did a lot of Tai Chi. You had mentioned that before we begun this podcast. We did that. We did a lot of prayer. But the kind of energy that people don't talk about are the energies in the world that people can't see. So in a very spiritual environment, in this context, it is not uncommon for one to experience things that they don't quite understand and don't have logical explanations for. Right. So seeing energies, entities, beings, not from here was part of my norm. Right. And it wasn't so... You had the experience. It wasn't uh, poo-pooed by your by the adults around you because you were in a monastery and these people. Were... I was in a monastery. That was part of the experience. That was the normal. Yeah. So, so the conversations you might have had as a child weren't uh, stop that. That doesn't exist. You're talking nonsense. But they were like engaging you with it and explaining mm -hmm. it to you. 
I don't know that there were very many explanations, but it just was a way of living. Somebody would experience something and you're like, oh, cool. I hope it doesn't bother you again. That was just our way of living. There's no, oh, well, that's scary. Or, oh, that's different. It just was. It's just. How old were you? I mean, like from what age to what age? In my teenage years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things that happened during that time period. I went on to go to university, um, graduated with uh, a degree in art, but moved into working with some of the major studios here in Los Angeles in the entertainment industry, working on websites. So I was very blessed to be able to work with Warner Brothers mm-hmm. and Disney, launching all sorts of just websites that a lot of people access, Disney.com, WarnerBrothers.com, HarryPotter.com. And I was just so lucky to be at the right place at the right time. And that really shaped my corporate career. But underneath all of this, there was a very spiritual layer. I went on to learn Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. I learned to channel. I studied pranic healing. And with some of these modalities, I developed my own system because I felt that they, while they had merit, there were some things because I could see the energy that I could move things a little bit faster. So this is where I announced to your audience that I am indeed clairvoyant. And it adds a very healthy layer to be able to see what one is working with. So a lot of times uh, I meet uh, healers who feel the energy, but it's another level to be able to see the movement. Having other healers work on me, I can give them feedback on, yes, that's working. This is the color that you're applying. This is the energy. This is the force. This is the intensity. Getting that feedback, energetic feedback is really important. So that took me time to really develop and step into my own system of healing and communicating with the other side so so can i ask you like were you were you always clairvoyant were you always seeing colors was that something that you know what no. did it happen once you've done this spiritual the spiritual opening as it were i think you know everyone is born with these gifts whether we choose to access them or not is an entirely different question Being able to see these things was a byproduct of my upbringing. Whether I chose to seek it out, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, I don't entirely know. But there has to be a healthy balance in the real world that we're living in here today. So if I was walking around constantly seeing colors, it would be really overwhelming and maybe a little bit inundating when managing my day-to-day life. So... Did I see this growing up? Yes, but I did I choose to keep it on all the time? No, because you have to choose uh, where you want to set your intentions. Do you want to be here in the living or do you want to immerse yourself in another world that others can't see? So it really is a healthy balance. Even today, I'm not always on. Yeah. People ask me, Sonia, what do you see right now? And I would say, well, I'm at dinner. I mean, would you ask an attorney to draft a contract right here at dinner? I don't think so. So the work really is a specialty and it's a gift to be able to access it. And we learn not to abuse 
the relationship with energy. Hmm. Hmm. Fascinating. So you started these modalities and then was it then that like, uh, like spirits or, you know, the, the past uh, people who died came through or? There are, so when I'm working with my clients, there are four levels that I work with. And it's not always the scary and entities that you see in movies. Really, there are all sorts of different types of entities yeah. and energies and forces. Yeah. So when I'm working with someone, I will work on four levels. The first level is our physical reality. This is our real world, our day to day. There is there are two laws that I live by. One is that energy does not lie. And two, energy does not die. Mm. So when I'm reading someone and I'm reading their energy, if they're not eating or if they're not taking care of themselves, I can sense that. And spirit does not allow me to move forward until we address that. There is no such thing as spiritual bypassing. You can't say, well, I'm not going to take care of the body. I'm going to abuse it, but I'm going to step into my spiritual self. It doesn't work. So level one is very important, especially when doing deep healing work. Level two is the energetic level. So this is where people uh, refer to their aura, their chakras, any energies on the physical body. This is the energetic level. There can be disruptions in our energy field, in our chakras, and also disruptions in our physical body. And the two are correlated. In this second level, there's also maybe low level entities as well. So beings or people that have crossed over that have not gone to the other side that are stuck here, maybe attached to a person, mm -hmm. attached to a place. That is another level that we work on. Uh, there are times where when I'm working with someone, I see that there is an entity attached to them and they're not willing to move on. So I have to communicate with them, negotiate very much like doing business talk to them and say, Hey, you know, like you can't live here rent free. So let's talk this out. What's, what's your deal? Do you want to move on? You can't stay here. What would you like to do? So there's that as well. Then there's the third level and the third level is the spiritual level. So this is where we have our angels, spirit guides, archangels, interdimensional beings, higher powers, um, any, any, energy or entity, and I, I keep repeating these words because that is the only way for me to describe them. They come in so many different shapes, forms. I happen to work with a council, a high council. I refer to them as Z because there are so many of them and they don't come from one specific source. Right. They come from different dimensions. It's a collective. And instead of calling them out one by one, I refer to them as a high council Z. So everyone has their higher power, their spirit guides. Whenever I am working with someone, if they're curious and they want to know, we can dive into that. But usually when I'm working with my clients, they want to know, why is this happening? Why can't I step into my power? Why can't I accelerate my healing? Those are the questions that have a sense of urgency. And usually that comes up first before we get the chance to say, well, who are my people? Where are they? Why aren't they answering? Mm -hmm. So there, those are the three levels. And then the fourth level is the most important one is the big man upstairs. 
commonly known as the universe, higher power, Hmm. um, God, uh, Jesus, Buddha, any kind of higher power, enlightened being. To me, level four is the source, where we all come from. And when I need to, if there is a really bad situation, I will communicate with our big CEO upstairs and ask him for his help. But usually I'll kind of go through the ranks on all four levels and try to figure it out. It's kind of like going to a restaurant and having a bad experience. You talk to your waiter and if they can't resolve it, then you go to the manager. And if they can't resolve it, you write a bad review on Yelp and then the CEO is going to see it. Right. So I follow right. that chain of the chain of command as well. Yeah, That's, I love the, <laughs> I love the analogy. <laughs> That's cute, cute. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, what's nice is you've got a very structured way of explaining it. But I mean, I imagine like you've got a, a million stories. Uh, I mean, I've got, I you know, I I think I mentioned on the uh, on a garage, what is it called, clubhouse? Um, let's say garage band for some reason. Um, that I'd, I'd um, lost my daughter, Emma, and... Um, I'm sorry. I, yeah, well, I think we talked about it a little bit. And um, so I went to mediums and quite often um, they weren't really able to give me something, some concrete evidence. I got evidence for myself. Mm. Um, I'll call it like survival i mean i think you know we are entities in our own body aren't we? i mean you're an entity i'm an entity so we're all entities and various of us have had experience where we've experienced our consciousness outside our body or we've had experience you say like oh this is this is um I'm, it sounds awful to say meat soup because i think we're more than that but like we there's a physical you know biological uh shell that we have at the moment and then there's obviously a continuation of consciousness. Um, but um, yeah, now I forgot what's going to, what I was talking about. But, but like, I suppose I'm saying it, the evidence I had was really wonderful stuff, really crazy stuff during that period, especially you know, um, after uh, she, she died. Do you do a lot? I suppose there's a good question. Do you do a lot of like uh, mediumistic work where you're helping people get closure and uh, get um, like evidence because a lot of people you know it's a it's a it's a crazy thing you know the, the companies you're talking about like uh, like Disney 90% of their um, production is all about this you know magical fantastic amazing you know superpower universe and yet everybody says yeah it doesn't exist yeah and it's like well uh Hello, actually, I'm experiencing these things, you know, quite regularly. And I work, I mean, I, I'm an energy worker. I do uh, energy work. And I, I totally know what you're talking about with the levels. I'm like, yes, that, very good uh, description of the levels. Yeah. I have a different description because I, I use a Taoist model uh, because I was taught by a Taoist teacher. Um, but, uh, yeah. So do you have a lot of that? Do a lot of people come to you and say, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a closure? Not specifically for that. A lot of times when people come to me, they have something related to their life or their business that they can't unlock on their own. You have to understand that working with the the other side, the flip side, just because you want to communicate with them doesn't mean that they will always come forward. 
I had a woman ask me if she could communicate with someone very dear to her. And I kept looking. It's like picking up the telephone and calling. And it rang and rang and rang and rang. Nobody wanted to come forward. But off in the distance, there was somebody who was dancing and waving at me and crying because they realized that I could see them. And I described this person to her and I said, it's a a male figure, probably in his thirties or forties. He is literally dancing at me because he is so elated. And I said, do you know who this is? And she says, yes, it's my cousin. Why is he coming through? I said, well, it's probably because he realizes that you and I are talking and he realizes that I can see him. So let's have a conversation there. So, you know, it's, again, very much like people rules. If somebody doesn't answer the phone, then you respect that. You might be able to call again and you can keep trying. There's another instance where I was with a group of other spiritual people and this woman kept asking why her husband was not coming through to speak to her. And she would pray and ask for dreams. And she was always saying he never comes. So I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to see if I can get him to come and have a chat. And I called metaphorically called and called and called and I could see him, but he did not want to come forward, but I didn't share this with the woman. And as I got to know her, I realized she was the nagging type. She was always bossing her around him around telling him what to do, always complaining. And I thought that's why he doesn't want to come forward. I think I'm going to spare her the details, but it's, it's interesting because some of these relationships do carry through when you are upstairs, when, you know, when you've left this earth and you go upstairs, sometimes that door closes behind you and other times it's open. It really depends on the person living or not living and their focus. Maybe they're on their next path, their next mission, but it's all circumstantial. So it's really hard to say, yes, I can call upon so-and-so because again, like earth rules, if someone is unavailable, then they're unavailable. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I mean, I, yeah, kind of interesting story. I haven't really shared a, I don't think I've ever shared it, but like uh, um, on the day that, I think the day after uh, she died, um, uh, my, my daughter died, I went to this friend who, who does this uh, energy work and we went on the journey to, to see Emma and she was so, so, so far away, so being taken care of. And I was, it was more we were in, in the presence of this other being entity and um there wasn't much to, there wasn't anything to do there wasn't anything to say but that's just we, we were there that, that was all there was there was no conversation to be had um, yeah it wasn't a question of providing evidence for me it was in a way it was like okay she's being taken care of you know, there's somebody you know, looking out. yeah what i would do is to look at your energies and try to understand 
if there's any pain or suffering that is actually held in the physical body or the energetic body. And we would work on that and uncover what the lesson is. I believe that everything has a reason and there's a lesson that we need to learn. It's really unfortunate. And I'm so sorry to hear about your daughter's passing, but it triggered a lot for you. Yeah. And it showed you things that you probably wouldn't have considered if it were not for that event. And so what, yeah. And so what I do is dive into someone's energetic body, look at their chakras and say, okay, has this karmic contract, has this karmic lesson been learned? If so, do I have permission from the people upstairs to release you of that pain? Can we allow Richard to move forward so that there is a deeper understanding and gratitude that comes forward? That's the type of work that I do. Wow. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, it's a, it's a slow process. You know, grief is, um, is a, I say it's, it's, it's like if you say to people, well, you know, this is happening at a at certain time, it's supposed to teach you something, you know, the, in the first uh, year or two years, you might, you know, uh, get a short rebuke for that well-meant you know information okay so it's now five years and of course you know you you with my own practice yeah and um with my own the the work that i've done on it you know um over many years now it's not many years for a lot of people it takes much longer but i go yeah totally oh yeah, yeah there's things that will be caught up in the body and you know i i deal with them as they come up and uh, you know um but yeah actually it brings me like you really interesting it's so interesting talking to you um because you brought me to two things one is like you must have had a first experience with a uh like a being which was you know i say like um from another dimension say pan-dimensional or multi-dimensional um Mm -hmm. i think you're talking about like angels or aliens yeah um, mm-hmm. But essentially, like like some people say, if if the energy realm is um, where time and space, we don't understand it in those terms that we do, you know, our physical world, then we can all be energetically from different parts of the universe anyway. Absolutely, it's from different parts of the universe. So you know, you could be from I don't know. Um, uh, uh, cluster in Sirius or whatever and <laughs> from the Pleiades or wherever so um did you have a first experience that you that comes to mind where you thought wow because this has been like first first-hand experience for you I imagine it's like somebody saying yeah I'm from here I think just like any student I'm always learning and I don't make any judgments or have any preconceived notions about it. I do remember my very first experience in communicating with different dimensions. I was able to channel some interdimensional beings and ask them a lot of questions. But again, it's kind of like having a conversation like you and I are having. In order to access the information, you have to ask permission to first communicate. And then you ask the questions. Some 
entities are more communicative than others and some are really more expressive than others. It really depends. But being able to channel and communicate opened my eyes to the fact that there are beings and energies that we can't see. That was my firsthand experience, but I never doubted what I was doing. I was very proud of it, in fact. And it wasn't until, you know, over the course of um, really decades that I learned, slowly learned about the different planets, but it was never my cup of tea, so to speak. I'm more focused on the communication. I really don't mind who I'm talking to as long as you're cordial and you're giving me the information that I need. And for me, it's really just being able to pick up the telephone and say, hello, I have some questions. Can you answer them for me? Right. Just last week, I had some questions for the Galactic Federation. I know about them. I know of them, but I don't know them in depth. And I wanted to understand some basic rules. Why are you here? Why do you exist? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. And the answers that I got were very short. Again, I picked up the phone. They happened to answer, but it was a very short conversation. It's not like we are talking like best friends for hours and hours. Mm. And their answer was, we are here to monitor the human experience while it is immersed in a spiritual awakening. And we are here to make sure that the energies are neutral. And they use the word neutral. And I didn't quite understand that. And I didn't really have the heart to go into it. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, can you define neutral? And they said, we are not here to dictate what is right or wrong. We are merely here to balance. So if you learn about the council from watching some of the videos on Gaia, you will learn and hear the same thing. And this, I didn't watch these episodes until afterwards, but they were talking about balancing the scales. If there are too many negative energies, they will introduce positive energies. If there are too many positive, they will introduce negative. Again, there has to be a balance in human evolution, in human awakening. Their job is not to police, but to make sure that it's neutral. And I thought that was really interesting. And then I ran out of questions. So yeah. it's, um, it just, yeah, I mean, it it's just works. A, it's sort of a bummer when you're asking questions, you get short answers. You're not like, led into a conversation are you if you sort of get these yeah ideas. no conversation just ask questions get the answer and either i have a following question or i don't and more than often i'm satisfied with the answer because it makes sense whether i understand the logic behind it or not does that make sense yeah 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 so mm -hmm. in 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 classic terms it sounds like to me you are what I would call, and I'm sorry to put a label on you, but a medium, because yeah, literally, I am. literally you, somebody says, I've got some questions and the people that I want to connect to, I can't connect to directly. I need a middle, a medium. And, mm -hmm. um, like in art, you know, your, your color is your medium, mm -hmm. your, you know, or your paint is the medium and 
so on. You're, you're yeah, in- I'm all the things. I'm an intuitive. I'm a healer. I do interdimensional work. I'm a medium. I'm basically all of the things. I think that's a bit, it's a bit like uh, you're, you're cursed with uh, being too talented in a way because you can do <laughs> it in all these ways. Somebody says, what do you do? You say, well, what do you want? <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. how I am in my corporate work too. I kind of move in and evaluate the situation. I think that's where I learned how to navigate my spiritual work is really taking a cue from my business work as a consultant who is in the environment to solve revenue related problems. It is my duty to go in with a blank slate, evaluate the situation, look at the people involved, understand the dynamics, and then introduce a solution. And I do the exact same thing with my spiritual work. We'll take a look at what's going on and then we'll kind of figure out how we can approach it with the guidance of my high council. Sometimes I can reverse engineer it. Other times I can't. But again, I have so many different tools available to me. I can go up into the Akashic records. I can go into a different dimension and access that information. I can negotiate on your back. These are all business-like functions right right? and it makes it even more powerful when you understand the power of communication because all i'm doing is communicating with you on a higher level on an energetic level and saying what can we do to make this right so that we can have a better experience yeah but i'm like so it's really interesting talking with you and even the the aura coming up to the interviews i felt this what i recognize is this almost like a silence do you know what I'm talking about? Not quite. Can you describe it more? Um, when I'm going into a very, very quiet place and it feels like um, it's an energy. It's like, so I, I feel energy. So I, I have the ability, unlike you, I can't see, I have seen, yeah. Uh, but it's like, when I've seen it, it's kind of like, oh, wow. And then it's, it's gone. Uh, but I, I can sort of raise my hand and feel the energy of a, of anything, really. And that includes, you know, if you bring your mind to it, then your energy goes there. So you can absolutely you know, you can connect to the energy and, and that's it. So um, and I was just aware of this, like, oh, I'm going into this, like, it's like kind of like that peace you get when you're going into a church or like a temple, yeah. say. Like a trance, like all the way around you. And I'm thinking... How do you live with that? I mean, do you live with that? Is that your standard? This is my normal. For people coming close to you, because they could feel a little bit like, like freaked out. Did you, did you get that? I'm sorry, it's a really personal question. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It, you know, I was explaining this to a friend of mine. When you vibrate at a higher level, um, energies tend to either attract or become repelled by you. And this is manifesting in my personal life where I actually cannot physically be around people who vibrate at a low level. Not that I'm doing anything and not that I'm repulsing them. Um, I mean, come on, look at me. I'm, I'm not repulsive, but energetically, thank you. Energetically, they just can't, are, either we can't align, uh, things just don't match up. The universe prevents us from meeting. And that is something that I've had to come to terms with. I might want to hang out with someone, 
but I might have to wait three weeks because energetically they're not at the right place. Something will come up, their car will, will break down, they will get called into something and they have to travel. All of these things happen, but I have to roll with it and just say, you know what? The universe will, will show me when it's the time for me to meet up with these people. And if not, then I'm going to do something else. Yeah, I think this is what I describe as living a God-led life. And I use the word God very loosely. It's the term that most people can understand. But living a God-led life means that you are always trusting your intuition and trusting that the universe is conspiring in your favor. I'm sure you've heard this term before. But it's just, again, much like my childhood upbringing, this has always been my normal. So that, uh, I, I mean, there's something which comes back to me and it's been sort of nagging at me a little bit, just as a, like a question. Sure. Um, so your grandmother, like running a temple in Hong Kong, do you know where that, which district that was in? That was in Wan Chai. Oh, wow. Okay, so she's running a temple in Wan Chai. Mm -hmm. And um, would you, as a child, you know, go and hang out at the temple for a day or a couple of days? Were you one of the little girls selling me, you know, incense or? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, um, a temple that anyone could go and visit. It really was a family temple. So friends, friends of friends who knew about it would be able to come. It really was a very small apartment with a very big altar. And people who had questions about their health would come. My parents, my grandparents would divinate prescriptions. And they would take that, go to the pharmacy and pick up their prescriptions. And that was the type of work that they did. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, so you're like, your, your grandma was a Sifu, you can say, and your Sifu as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. But that was just the way of living. Right, right. And uh, and then you've had to, uh, I, I guess, in a way, like your whole, um, uh, you've got the kind of more Western, like, mm -hmm. approach to this. Um, yeah. Because of your you know, background in, in Canada and, and uh, uh, California. Yeah. And, I want to talk about if you don't mind, I want to jump into talking about experiences with pain and suffering. And I think it's really important that we talk about this, especially when someone is going through an awakening, a spiritual awakening. Do you mind if we talk about this? So I love to talk about it because the idea of discover energy work was, um, I want, I had, a lot, I had so many stories to share uh, where my life has been saved in miraculous ways, like more than once, um, uh, where some things hit me and bounced off me when, and it's no way it should have, you know, it's like ridiculous, like a motorcycle hitting me and bounces, kind of bouncing off me. It's like, that's, that's not, that's not physically possible because I've been at the site of an accident where these things happen and that's not what you see. Yeah. And, and I wanted to share, you know, I'm not, I know I'm not crazy, um, but I, I had a long period of feeling like I was crazy and I didn't want, because of the DSM uh, um, and people who, who spoke about these things were being locked up uh, when I was talking about them all these years ago. And 
And I'm like, okay, I want to put a lifeline out there to, to share experiences so people go, oh, I've had that experience, I'm not crazy, or I've had that experience, I feel like there's a community out there. And we're at a, at a time where with the internet, you know, it's so much easier to, to get this information out there and have a genuine conversation, a non-judgmental as well, but a genuine conversation with people like you about your experiences. And especially when you say you're drawn to, to share something, I love it. Yeah, thank you. So, you know, I talked about growing up in a monastery and it sounds very peaceful, but when you think about it, for someone in their formative teenage years, it can be very confusing because most kids are uh, on the phone, hanging out with the opposite gender, getting to know themselves, maybe dating, maybe flirting, putting on makeup, and none of that was available to me. And we were taught non-attachment, which is very confusing for someone who should be learning more about themselves, but they're taught and told to practice the opposite. Mm. So if you can imagine, we were not taught to lean into our emotions. We were taught to shut them down. And that was very painful because after I did graduate from school there and went into the real world, I had a very difficult time assimilating, mostly because I was in fact brainwashed to live that way. So interacting with boys was very difficult. Communicating was difficult. Understanding my feelings was also actually very traumatic. I did not understand how people could be so creative with their words, with their art, with their personal expression, because that was never available to me. Mm. And it took a lot of therapy and a lot of work in, you know, overcoming that trauma, because that in itself is a trauma being shut down, being isolated from the real world, experiencing things like normal people do. And that caused a lot of pain in my relationships, in my work, but I had no choice but to move forward, even though I didn't understand a lot of these things. Hmm. And it caused a lot of depression, a lot of confusion, a lot of unnecessary strain, but For someone who does not give up easily, I was always very persistent and I wanted to learn and understand more about the human condition, about the human dynamic. And that's why it propelled me deeper into understanding how society works. I really am fascinated by psychology and understanding all of these different things, whether it's personality tests or human dynamics, Um, personal attachment styles, all of these things make up who we are today here in this physical realm. Again, there is no spiritual bypassing. Now, that was my painful experience in addition to some other things. But that in itself is part of an awakening. Learning to be back in your body, understanding, taming, and controlling your emotions is kind of like turning it up a notch, choosing to respond instead of reacting is the ultimate goal. And as people, we're always very reactive. I, I can't believe you said that about me. How dare you serve me the wrong plate of food? 
Mm-hmm. We're always taught that we have to have a reaction when in reality, it is an emotional response to stimulation. So pain is also a stimulation. So how do we manage that? When we get back in touch with ourselves and we learn to feel our body, our spirit, our soul, that is stepping into your spiritual power. It might not seem like a spiritual experience, but it really is because we are spiritual beings living a human existence. Hmm. And it's really unfortunate that we have to go through these painful, traumatic things. But if it wasn't for that, how would we become aware? How would we level up, so to speak? Hmm. So for anyone who's listening, who is going through something, I would actually encourage you much like what Richard has done is to lean into your personal experience and learn about those emotions. The emotions are the key to your spiritual journey. And without that, it's very difficult to go to that next level. Mm-hmm. So I just want, that's what I wanted to share. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's also interesting. Um, my, my teacher actually is so funny when in, in Chengdu in, in China, he would say like most children shouldn't learn this kind of stuff till they're 18 because it's just mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's too much. And then of course, you know, the um, uh, psychology of adolescence, you know, it's kind of like, it's really tough. Um, uh, and, and there's a wonderful show actually called Psychic Kids. Mm. I've seen it. It's, um, I saw it, I don't, I think, I don't know which, which network has it, but it was like, it's really, really good. Um, but unless you're um, uh, like very young and, and facing these, these difficulties, yeah, um, with say entities which are not so pleasant or they, they scare you, um, then um, yeah, it's difficult. What I feel like as well, what you're talking about is the ability to um, respond rather than react in like a program is like, is like uh, overcoming your karma. Would you say it's like that? Mm-hmm. Because like so many of us, you know, we get triggered and then we go down our little, I say for one of a better word, like a program. It's right. like, okay, this is my familiar story that I that I run off at this point in time which is what Freud said you know it's like if you have a trauma you'll rather repeat it than do something else because you don't know what to do and the, mm-hmm. the interesting thing about energy work and, and you know your your work is that you're able to say okay I would like to introduce you to some possibilities some different possibilities so that's really cool that's really great yeah it is and people can contact you if they wanted to do a, a reading or have a session. I mean, like, they just, do they just say, I want a session? And, and then you say, I psychically know what is going to be in the session. Or do, do you like, do you say, okay, like, give me a bit of background, like, uh, throw me a bone here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you know, if, if you need help working on any of the levels, I'm more than happy to help. You can find me at digitalempath.com. I do a lot of my work over zoom. 
and it gives people the ability to heal in their own home, especially, you know, now that we're on lockdown, um, it just makes it a little bit easier for us to communicate. Right. So digitalempath.com. You can also find me at Sonia Lee official on Instagram. Um, my name is spelt with a Y just so everyone knows Sonia S O N Y A L E E official. And yeah, just reach out. I find that some of the work that I do is really important in transformation because we are transforming ourselves on so many different levels. I don't like to say that one session can heal all. Usually it takes time and it takes time after a healing session to integrate. So this could be over the course of months, um, maybe over a course of year. It really depends on where you're at and how ready you are to access these parts of you. So yeah, there really is no right or wrong way to approach this. I will put all your contact information that you give me in the uh, show notes, as it were, that when on YouTube, it will be in the description, in, uh, in the podcast, I put it in the, in the description, and that goes to everywhere that does podcasts. Um, so, um, you know, I, I, I want to ask you a question that I forget to ask a lot of uh, guests. Um, how do you feel the effect of Zoom compared with people coming and physically being, being there? I actually prefer to do this work over Zoom simply because it allows you to be in your comfortable space and for me to be in my comfortable space too, knowing that we can shut down and control our environment. I have done it in person. It's a lot more intense, um, but you know, for a lot of people, it requires travel. So either way works, but I've seen results, um, people reporting sensations on the spot when I am doing the work. Plus when I'm doing this work, you can see me move. I will turn and communicate and talk to the entities. And when there's a message, I can just turn back and look at you and get a response. And it also makes it easier for me to look at your energies. Right. The screen is really not a barrier at all. It's yeah, a means that, to connection. Uh, it, yeah. Uh, I was going to say like, you know, um, I was going to say, when I learned energy work, he said, well, with energy, time and space are not a barrier. So it doesn't matter. You can work. It's kind of like of all the things which, which are not going to be affected by um, the lockdowns and so on, energy work is one thing so that can have a, still have a very, very powerful effect. Of course, there is a biophysical field which is, no, which is not there in the same way. Yeah, Exactly. Right. And you can make it there in the same way you're teleporting things. <laughs> I do believe people can do that. I do think absolutely. Um, but I I haven't seen it. So I'd like to just be I like to say, okay, this is what I've seen, and this is pretty impressive. But uh, I had one student in, in Beijing and he said yeah, he'd had stuff teleport. And I was like, okay, good for you. <laughs> That's your experience, but no. Look, um, I, I think it's been fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah. So for, welcome. Um, I, I think it's fantastic. I think I, w I think we could talk for hours. Um, in a way, I'd like to I'd like to people almost like have a call in for you, uh, where people can can ask you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm, no doubt. I haven't been on Clubhouse that much. 
I, I tend to find it. I'm more of a personal conversation or a small group person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I will be hosting group sessions um, for those who want to participate, maybe are interested in learning more, but aren't quite ready to do a one-on-one session. So just visit the website and look for that event coming up. I will be doing more of those um, as time goes on. Cool. Well, what I try to do is I try to share stuff on my uh, Discover Energy work page. So if you if you shared it on Facebook, I'll generally I'll be sharing it on there as well, just because I want to support, um, uh, you know, everybody's got, you know, I, I would say they've got their person and they'll connect to you. And I just want to be somebody that helps them find out, you know, who who you are and, and uh, uh, spread the love as well. Thank you so much Thank for you. all of the wonderful questions and the opportunity to talk to you. Thank you.